welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. September 14th, 2020. Verizon's move to number one in prepaid. Why now? Lost revenue and taking the fight to T-Mobile. The sale of TrackPhone to a national wireless operator in the United States is long overdue. The synergies to any of them were obvious, and we believe America Mobile had been open to the discussion for some time. Verizon ended up pulling the trigger today, so we ran through the implications for each of the U.S. operators and America Mobile. The obvious deal that no one pursued. The deal logic of a track phone purchase is simple. The facilities-based buyer can achieve additional scale and quickly realize synergies by moving traffic to their network, a technological advantage of how track phone operates. This can add tens of percentage points to the margin for the buyer and strike a blow to the wholesale revenue of its competitors. In addition, America Mobile has long traded at or below five times EBITDA, so the purchase could be completed at an attractive premium multiple for the seller, but given the easily achieved synergies, dramatically dropped the post-synergy multiple to the buyer. We believe TrackPhone has been open to a sale for years, especially after the untimely death of its longtime leader and great person, F.J. Pollock. We asked America Mobile Management this question sporadically on quarterly calls and investor meetings over the years. We added one of those exchanges at the end of the note for your amusement. We discussed the logic of buying TrackPhone with executives at all the national wireless operators. This deal was always obvious to us and therefore a lost opportunity for T-Mobile to take away an estimated $2.1 billion of wholesale revenue from Verizon and prevent it from becoming a real competitor in prepaid. AT&T might have had regulatory approval issues. We do not believe this was a process initiated by America Mobile. Verizon prepaid jumps to number one from irrelevant. This deal will make Verizon the largest prepaid wireless operator in the United States overnight and further increase its overall phone subscriber share to 39%. TrackPhone has more than 20 million prepaid subscribers, more than any prepaid service provider in the United States, although T-Mobile was going to edge them out for the top spot in Q3. Meanwhile, Verizon is virtually non-existent in prepaid with 4 million subscribers, the lowest of any of the major operators, and less than half of Dish. Why now? Historically, Verizon has not put a strong effort into growing its prepaid business, It is instead focused on higher credit quality postpaid subscribers. But Verizon has a new CEO that likely has a different viewpoint on prepaid and the risks to overall revenue growth. It's still unclear whether his viewpoint on millimeter wave is different than his predecessor. But Hans Vestberg has also dumped plenty of Verizon's media assets. Gearing up for the T-Mobile fight. The outlook for Verizon's postpaid revenue growth is less certain than prior years. It faces stronger competition from T-Mobile, which plans to differentiate and take market share by deploying its deep mid-band spectrum position. Taking the fight to T-Mobile and prepaid could be a new and interesting narrative for Verizon. We already suspect they might be gearing for a fight over T-Mobile's ability to bid in the C-band auction. How much do they pay? Verizon is paying $6.25 billion, or $6.9 billion after achieving other milestones, for TrackPhone. This equates to six and a half to seven times our 2020 track phone EBITDA estimate and $300 to $330 per subscriber. It's important to note that the EBITDA used in that calculation is based on track phone margins that jumped 50% in 2020 from historical margins of around 10%. The higher margins at track phone are a result of newly negotiated price terms with the underlying networks. 
If we assumed a historical peak margin of 10% at TrackPhone, the effective purchase price rises to 9 to 10 times our 2020 EBITDA estimate for TrackPhone. But it's the synergies. We estimate that Verizon operates its wireless business at a 60% EBITDA service margin. We don't think it can improve TrackPhone's EBITDA to that level, but there are likely tens of percentage points of synergies available to Verizon upon close of the TrackPhone deal. Those synergies are partially offset by the fact that Verizon was the underlying network for 13 million of TrackPhone's 21 million subscribers. That's about 60%. When we net out the wholesale revenue paid by TrackPhone, we estimate the net impact of Verizon's revenue is $5 billion. To put that amount of additional revenue in context, Verizon's wireless business generates $65 billion in annual service revenue. Post synergy multiple less than five times. We believe the net impact of these factors lowers Verizon's post-synergy purchase to less than five times EBITDA multiple. We do not believe the cost to achieve those synergies are material based on the ease by which TrackPhone has been able to move traffic between networks without SIM card changes. However, it's likely that TrackPhone has some minimum multi-year wholesale revenue deals with a portion of its subscriber base that could lengthen the time it takes for Verizon to realize synergies. We believe these longer-term commitments represents less than 20% of TrackPhone's traffic. Regulatory risk. There are no FCC spectrum licenses changing hands, which materially reduces the regulatory risk of approval. Putting the Verizon brand behind the multiple TrackPhone prepaid brands will likely increase their competitiveness in the market. As for the DOJ, Verizon's prepaid market share post-deal will rise to 34%, compared to 28% and 25% at T-Mobile and AT&T, respectively. T-Mobile's share of prepaid was 41% prior to its divestiture of Boost to Dish, and there was far greater regulatory implications to that deal. The prepaid share compares to postpaid phone market shares of 41%, 29%, and 28% for Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T, respectively. In terms of total phone share, it takes Verizon up to 39% from 32%. We don't think this triggers material deal risk. Regulatory risk does give Verizon some protection on an over-the-top bid from its peers, as the market share implications of a purchase by AT&T or T-Mobile might cause some problems. We also suspect that there is a no-shop clause in this deal. Can Verizon's network handle the additional traffic? We estimate that Verizon is already carrying 60% of TrackPhone's traffic. We expect it to move another 20% of TrackPhone's traffic, 3 to 4 million subscribers, to Verizon's network within the first 12 months of closing. This is manageable, but still could cause some concern as the transition will likely occur before Verizon can realize any capacity benefits from C-band spectrum. As noted above, a portion of the remaining TrackPhone traffic might be tied up in multi-year contracts, but some of that will transition in year one. AT&T Impact AT&T once owned 10% of America Mobile, and former AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson sat on its board of directors. In those days, the majority of TrackPhone subscribers used AT&T's network. The relationship cooled most notably since AT&T's purchase of Nextel Mexico and IUSACEL in 2015. We estimate that AT&T is now generating $500 million of wholesale revenue on 3 million TrackPhone subs, which represents just 14% of TrackPhone subscriber base. We estimate the loss of this wholesale revenue within the first year of closing would have a 1% impact on AT&T's total wireless service revenue and a 1.5% impact on wireless EBITDA, assuming an 85% contribution margin. T-Mobile Impact We estimate that T-Mobile generates $650 million of wholesale revenue from TrackPhone on 4 million subscribers. 
That wholesale revenue might be stickier than others, but it is ultimately headed to zero. However, this is largely irrelevant to T-Mobile given its annual wireless service revenue of $54 billion. Purchase makes Dish Buy a Boost look attractive. Dish paid $1.4 billion for 9.2 million Boost subscribers, and Verizon will pay as much as $6.9 billion for 21 million TrackPhone subscribers. The ARPU profile for Boost and TrackPhone is similar, but Boost's churn rate of 4.3% is less favorable than the 3.6% churn rate at TrackPhone. Verizon's purchase of TrackPhone at an implied EBITDA multiple of 6.5 to 10 times and $300 to $330 per subscriber compares to Dish's acquisition of Boost at an estimated value of less than three times 2020 EBITDA and $150 per subscriber. Verizon will be able to move quickly to realize synergies on the 8 million track phone subs that are not already on its network, which would make the takeout prices more comparable depending on execution. I included a Q&A exchange from back from 2015 when I was asking Daniel Hodge about the deal. Feel free to hit up our site to take a look at that. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. And don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast as well. Thanks. Thanks.